Hey folks, it's Lauren for Little Miss Neurodivergence recording this podcast from Singapore. Welcome or welcome back, depending on if this is your first episode that you're listening to or if you are coming back again. On this episode, I want to talk about Ritalin, which is a drug that is typically prescribed for ADHD and uh, how it affects me as someone with ADHD and autism. So for those of you who haven't heard of what Ritalin is, it is actually called methylphenidate. It is just sold under the names Ritalin or Concerta or Concerta, I don't know how it's pronounced. Um, and like I said, it's usually pre- uh, prescribed for ADHD. Occasionally, it can be prescribed for narcolepsy too. And narcolepsy is, if I'm not mistaken, uh, based on what I know because I knew someone who had this or two people who had this in the past where they would describe just kind of falling asleep almost spontaneously or almost always being so tired that they just kind of fall asleep or drift off asleep whenever. I may be mis-explaining this, but this is what I understand from what uh, those two people I knew uh, described it as. It is a Ritalin or methylphenidate is a stimulant or an upper, colloquially, if you want to call it that. It's the opposite of a downer. Um, Usually between 10 milligrams to 60 milligrams is prescribed. And over time, when you take this medicine, it it could cause you to develop a tolerance for the medication. Over time, you might need to increase your dose to get the same effects as you initially had. So that's it. It might be habit forming and it can be misused. Uh, I know that in Singapore, it is a protected drug. There is a very special sort of prescription that my psychiatrist needs to fill out. And that prescription is only valid for one month, unlike like if I were to fill out a prescription for anything else like an antihistamine or in the past my antidepressants or even my Xanax. The methylphenidate prescription is only valid for one month and then after that if I don't collect the rest of it then I have to go through the whole process of getting another another prescription filled out. Um, And the reason for this is because some people believe that it helps especially for students when it's close to exam time in particular. Supposedly, students will tend to abuse it. They think that it helps with concentration or, or I don't know, like maybe memory recall. I'm not so sure exactly. Um, but yeah, this is part of the reason why it is it is, ooh, uh, pr- protected or, or so difficult to, even as someone who has a prescription, to get a hold of the drug. There are sort of like extra hoops or extra things to be aware of. Um, some of the side effects for those of uh, for those people who misuse Ritalin are supposedly psychosis, anger, and paranoia. Um, but also that said, I have read some time back, if I recall, if someone does not have ADHD, they will not necessarily experience the benefits of ADHD, uh, sorry, of Ritalin. And I'm not sure if it's because specific symptoms of ADHD, which I'll go into later on in a while, 
are not addressed. So the person doesn't have these issues and that is why they don't feel the effects of it. So I don't know if it's working as a placebo effect or maybe because Ritalin works to increase certain chemicals in the brain that gives the feeling of it working to help with uh, focus or memory and stuff like that. I don't know. But anyway, the person who invented it is this person called Leandro Panizzon. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right. And uh, he invented it in 1944 in post-war Europe. What happened is he synthesized this chemical and then he tested it on his wife, Marguerite. And her nickname was Rita. Rita, get it? Ritalin, Rita. Anyway, uh, she found that it improved her focus and concentration. And then Leandro Benitzon, he filed the patent for methylphenidate and then it was marketed as a means to help with fatigue and confusion at that time. For me, fast forward to September 2022 when I was suspected to have ADHD and my doctor put me on this medication telling me that if it works, that means it's likely you have ADHD. Even though he had already given me like a screener test, he said, if this works, then yeah, it's, it's confirmed you have ADHD. So I started on it in uh, September 2022. I started with 10 milligrams on Ritalin. I used to take it on the weekends. Uh, sorry, on the weekdays. I used to take it on the weekdays uh, because back then I was working. And then I would take a break so-called a break on Saturday and or Sunday when I was not working those days. And my reasoning for that is that it would kind of be like a reset for my brain, like to kind of let the drug leave my system so that when I take it again on Monday and I'm back to work, uh, it would kind of, I don't know, maybe kind of help with tolerance or like not developing too much of a tolerance to it. But also like, I don't know, I really don't, know if that really worked <laughs> but eventually in october 2023 so just a few months ago i noticed that the medication did not seem to be having much if any effect on me and at this point i had already changed psychiatrists i'm not going to go into that you can probably find that on one of the older episodes and that's kind of not important to this uh this episode, so I'm just gonna skip over that. But I consulted with another doctor who I was who I was seeing uh, at that point and currently, and I said that you know, um, yeah, sometimes I feel like when I take ten milligrams and then like by afternoon after lunch I can feel that it I, I kind of don't feel the effects anymore, and then I'm struggling throughout the rest of the day, and I don't know if it's partly because. Ritalin metabolizes quite quickly in the system and or it's that tolerance was slowly building up but essentially he uh, gave me the green light to add on uh, so-called add-on like five to ten milligrams later in the day if needed and he prescribed me essentially 20 milligrams a day uh, of Ritalin that I could collect and it was just for me to take as necessary so initially, I continued with just 10 milligrams and then uh, very reluctantly, I would take 5 milligrams because 
as I've shared before, even when I was uh, prescribed Xanax in the past, which is, which has an, I wouldn't say it's an, it has an addictive component. I don't know if that's the right way to say it. Maybe it has an addictive component, but also I know um, my own brain and myself that I can kind of get addicted to things. So I wanted to be really careful. And I don't know if you're like that. But for me, that was why I was reluctant to take my medication. It's not like I, you know, feel like, oh, medications are a bad thing, but I just feel like I'm going to give myself the best chance I had have while, you know, I'm trying to treat something and I'm not trying to give myself more problems at the same time. So I just continue to take 10 milligrams, even though I did have up to 20 milligrams a day. I took it, I took it. Honestly, it didn't do anything. So finally, around mid-December, I bumped up my dose to 15 milligrams. Uh, When I first started taking Ritalin back in 2022, and then again in October 2023, the initial symptoms were really similar. When I got started on the medication, I had racing heart, I got dry mouth, um, I would lose my appetite, which I know I've mentioned, I think maybe just on the previous episode, I have to be smart about when I take my medication, so I should try to eat first and then take my medication because I have a past with an eating disorder and I still battle that day to day, even now. Um, so I have to be very careful like to eat first and then take it so that it doesn't kind of kill my appetite and then enable the eating disorder. Um, Sometimes it feels like, wait, did I mention dry mouth? I think I did. Uh, dry mouth? Yes. Okay. Um, sometimes it feels like after I've taken my medication, like within the hour that I've taken it, there's this, it feels like a sudden rush of euphoria. And I don't know if it's euphoria is the right word. It just feels like suddenly I'm in like a better mood. And this could be related to the dopamine levels that are increasing in the particular part of the brain, because that's how Ritalin works. It increases dopamine in the brain. Uh, so this helps with, you know, like motivation and like cognition or cognitive tasks and like action, like, you know, taking action. Um, it could be that. Uh, it does taper off after a while, but sometimes it, it feels like this, like, oh, like, oh, wow. Like suddenly I feel like I can do things, you know, like it, it feels like I can function. It's not a high. I just want to be clear about that because I think there is this misconception that people take ADHD medication and then they get high. Oh my God, that is not the case at all. Um, But that is just like the, what, what other people feel more or less naturally because they don't have brains that are made like mine. That's how my brain starts to feel. And it probably feels like, you know, like, that sort of, like I said, euphoria, even though that's not probably the right word, but that's just because it's a change in what I usually feel. And then sometimes though, it can feel like anxiety, especially if I think if I take it with coffee, like too much coffee, which I drink because I like the taste of coffee. And also I think I just compulsively, if there's coffee near me, I'm just gonna drink it and drink it and drink it, which I know when I was working, I'd have coffee on my desk and then I'd just be like drinking it So that would kind of feel like anxiety. Um, I don't have, I don't do that whole like taking a break thing anymore. I don't know why. 
Okay, no wait, I kind of know why. I kind of just take it every day because I feel like I, I did some research. It is not likely that it's gonna be something that I'll abuse. I feel confident enough in myself that it's not something I'm abusing. I feel like I'm in, I have full awareness of when I take it, what it does for me. That's why now I feel confident enough to just take it every day. It helps me to, uh, which I'm gonna go into the benefits and the, ooh, what's the opposite of benefits? <laughs> okay, this is my brain before Ritalin, by the way. Um, the downside? Oh my gosh, because I, would, I wouldn't exactly say it's a side effect, but sort of like the not quite benefits of it. Um, but I, I just take it every day for these particular reasons that I will share in a bit. And um, I feel like that just gives me the best state of functioning just to do normal things like honestly just to do my chores and if if uh this is your first episode you're listening to or if you've forgotten because memory issues haha if you know you know but um because i have a lot of cats i used to do rescue actively and then i had a partner i did it with but now i do it alone so i'm still i still have those cats and i have 13 cats in total now and two shell creatures a turtle and a terrapin plus myself to look after it is on the surface maybe to someone it doesn't sound like a lot but if you sat down and you broke down those tasks into you know its component parts and then its sub parts it is a lot of things in one day and maybe the average person who doesn't have the kind of uh like issues i i don't want to say issues but like the differences that i have um it wouldn't be it wouldn't feel like such a challenge every day and then that challenge makes my mood just dip and i don't feel so good about others and about myself and it used to feel like depression that was why i thought you know like maybe i'm just depressed which is how now i've been off my antidepressants for i want to say eight no seven eight months and i literally feel no difference as to when i was on my antidepressants except that the antidepressants i was taking lexapro and prozac the lexapro helped me to sleep at night so one thing is just that it's harder for me to get to sleep at night probably also has to do with the time that i take my ritalin now but apart from that honestly no difference um but it just helps me a lot better to take 15 milligrams every day the time that it doesn't really work i feel is when i'm near my monthly cycle and i think that has to do in general with a woman's uh, like hormones fluctuating you can go look that up yourself if you'd like but week to week our hormones uh, fluctuate and so the week of my period like just before that and like the first few days of my period it's like when I take my Ritalin sometimes, it feels like I might as well just take it and flick it out the window because it just has no effect on me, honestly, that I just sit there like frustrated, like, oh my god, I'm on my medication, I don't feel it, it's frustrating. But, you know how I help myself during that time? Um, quite by accident, a friend recommended that I try evening primrose oil like capsules, and my mom buys them for me, so I... because. I think at that time I had 
I can't remember what the exact symptom was, but probably around my period, I used to have these very sharp, like, premenstrual uh, symptoms. Like, I would get very angry or very sad. Sometimes I would get very happy, but it tended to be more negative emotions. And I I hesitate to call it PMDD, which is premenstrual dysphoria disorder, I think off the top of my head. I hesitate to call it that. I'm not sure that that is what it is, but it would be bad. So I mentioned this to a friend. They recommended I try evening primrose oil. And I take that and I feel that if I take that with my Ritalin, especially around my, my menstrual cycle, it I personally feel like it does help me. Um, I'm not recommending you take this. Always consult your own doctor if you want to do it. Um, but this is just me sharing what I feel works. Now, when I take Ritalin, 15 milligrams every day, these are the benefits that I feel... Uh, wait, what? <laughs> these are the benefits that I, I, I experience. So one of them, as I just mentioned, it's mood regulation is improved. And this is a huge part of why I take it daily. If you have uh, heard some of my previous episodes, maybe you haven't. Gosh, I say that a lot, don't I? But um, (laughs) I struggle a lot with emotional regulation, mood regulation. And at one point, I suspected that I was bipolar because of this. Now, I'm not sure if it's a combination of the ADHD, but also sensory issues relating to my autism, that I really struggle with mood regulation. I I would struggle with mood regulation in the past. I feel like I was really prone to anger, especially really easily. And let me just give you an example. I mentioned that I had a partner in the past. So when you live with someone else, they are going to move things around. It's just inevitable. Or they are going to do things in a way that you wouldn't do. So for me, part of my autism is that I have very specific rituals and routines. And before I got my autism diagnosis, this was diagnosed officially as OCD, obsessive compulsive disorder, which is probably related to, or is just the, like I said, rituals and routines, repetitive behaviors that is my autism but that person is not going to do things exactly the way I want them to and so like when I would see my things moved because I could not find something you know and the person meant well they're just cleaning up the space because if you have ADHD and or autism you're probably going to have executive functioning difficulties where you might have a bit of a mess problem I don't know you might be extremely organized and or extremely disorganized. For me, it's a combination. There are certain things I'm supremely organized, like obsessively, and then there are other things where it's just like, oh my gosh, don't even, don't even look in my storeroom, don't even look in my office, just don't even look, you know? So the person well-meaning is tidying up and then my things get moved and then when I can't find it, I get really angry, I get really upset and it's like, logically i know they didn't mean they're not sitting there thinking i'm gonna make you mad and i'm gonna move your things they're not doing that but like i would just get this like oh gosh like just it feel i guess like the term i've seen on social media is adhd rage and i don't know if that's what they mean but that's what i feel it might mean and like 
when they're doing something and it's not the way I would do it, like I said, I would just be like, oh, like just supremely anxious and then like really, I can't seem to calm myself down. And taking Ritalin helps me with that. And this is the thing which I feel like if I could put it on a billboard in bold flashing lights, this is the main difference that my antidepressants didn't do because I think in the past we used to think it was depression and that was why I was prescribed antidepressants for years but I struggled with that this emotional or mood regulation until I started on Ritalin. Um, the next thing is that I feel I am in, able to initi- initiate tasks better. I am not sure, okay, I'm not sure if this has to do with pathological demand avoidance or PDA, which is, by the way, I don't know if y'all call it that where you are, but in Singapore, when I was growing up, if you said PDA, it meant public displays of affection, which meant someone was getting it kind of low-key, getting it on in public. So anyway, it was kind of funny when I heard PDA, I was like, what? Anyway, pathological demand avoidance. It is not a diagnostic term. It's not part of the diagnostic criteria for ADHD or autism, but it is a term that's or or it is something that is associated with both and it is ignoring or avoiding anything that feels like a demand so someone may be making a request they just be maybe mentioning something but your brain for some reason processes it like a demand and a demand isn't nice it's not fun right it's like do this for me but that's not what the person is saying and then if you have pda it could come across like in your reaction, it can come across to other people like you're confrontational or you're defiant. And that's totally not the case at all, at least not intentionally. Uh, so I feel like with my medication, I can start on tasks better. It doesn't feel so much like a demand. And so like when I need to do my chores, I don't sit there procrastinating. Partly also because I feel like I do have quite a strict, you know, it's part of like my routine, my daily routine. So that has to do with it. But also just I can feel like when I need to get started, I I can just get started. You know, there's not that like lag time. Um, It helps with time agnosia, which some of you might know, know as time blindness. But and I've referred to as time blindness in the past, but I've seen um, or I've since read that it can be a bit ableist to use the term blindness. So it's time agnosia where basically it feels like, have you ever, have you ever been on a bus or a train, for example? Because that's that's my experience that I can give uh, an example of. And then I'm sitting there and I'm just like, are we there yet? It just feels like a continual, are we there yet? Because my brain cannot tell if I've been on this bus say it's a 40-minute bus or train journey, my brain cannot tell if I've been sat there for 5 minutes, 15 minutes, or 40 minutes. And so I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, this is anxiety, I'm anxious, I'm just anxious about getting there. But actually, it's just that my brain can't tell how long I've been there and it's starting to get stressed because am I missing my stop? And if I miss my stop, am I going to be late? And because I'm in an unfamiliar environment, and that is coupled with the unfamiliar smells, like the sensory stuff, like the smells and the lights, it adds to that sense of anxiety. So on the surface, it's just like, oh gosh, anxiety. 
you know, which is what I was diagnosed with all those years ago. And then we didn't look further by we, I mean, my whoever has treated me in the past, you know, we didn't look further into what exactly this is. Um, but now with Ritalin, it helps a lot when I'm traveling on a bus. I can just sit and be like, it just feels different. I don't know how to explain it to you. It just feels different. Um, when I'm on a task, I feel like my attention also does not drift or it drifts less. Well, okay, wait, I wouldn't say it does not drift or it drifts less per se, but it, it, it's like, okay, you know, the, like how we all have smartphones, I think we have smartphones, and then you have this, like all these tabs open on your phone, right? Because probably you jump from one task to another to another. And in my brain, that's what it feels like. So you can picture that. And then like, when I'm on my Ritalin, it feels like I might maybe jump to two more tabs, but then I'll be like, oh, wait, oh, wait, I am on that first tab. Let's come back. Let's come back to this first task. So it's not like it goes from like one tab and then like next thing I know, I have like eight to 15 tabs open. It's not like that. It just feels like it's a lot more controlled and I have more control over my actions and my thoughts. Um... And just having, I feel, that ability to recognize when my attention is drifting is also very useful. It's very helpful. And this also is kind of like with my impulsivity as well, which I feel like with ADHD and or autism, I don't know, it could be both. Again, this is not a diagnostic criteria for either of those things, but I feel like to a certain extent, it does help a lot. Taking my medication helps a lot with impulsivity in the past. Like, I feel like there'd be this rush of emotions and then I just do something that later I'd look back and just be like, you should not have done that. Like, I just felt so out of control and I would do awful things sometimes that I'd be like, why did you do that? That wasn't smart. You shouldn't have done that. Which now I'm trying to learn to take accountability for and also forgive myself for. Um, but yeah, so like impulsivity is another big thing that Ritalin helps me with, I feel. Um, also, like when I'm recalling facts in the moment when I'm on my medication or if I'm reading something now and then later on, like when my medication has worn off, I feel like I can still recall what I read while I was on my medication better. Like it just, like it, it kind of feels like suddenly I have like this iCloud storage in my brain that like comes with the Ritalin. Um, what it does not help with, okay? So really quickly i guess it's because it's not much it's not much that it doesn't really help with personally for me like it's not adverse uh like but i noticed that my stimming behaviors stimming or self-stimulatory behaviors um seems to be more pronounced at times uh now self-stimulatory behaviors or stimming it's not associated with ADHD. It's not part of the criteria, this repetitive behavior is not part of the cri diagnostic criteria for ADHD. It's associated with autism, even though I know people with ADHD uh, say that they do stim. And I'm just wondering if this is, you know, like, because if you're forced to sit still and then you have this, like, that hyperactivity that's just kind of going and then you need a way to kind of bounce off or move that energy off. Um, for me, it's not really that. Sometimes it can be, sometimes it's not, sometimes it's just something my brain is doing like repetitively 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 um and when i'm on ritalin i find that sometimes my stimming gets more pronounced so for example um one of the things i do is to count a lot like 
oh gosh, this is so weird to admit and to share, but I have dyscalculia, so I really struggle with numbers and like recognizing numbers. Uh, I'm quite famous in the past for like taking the wrong bus, or like not remembering like uh like a string of numbers like. You know your verification password. So I would have to enter it a few times, but I have dyscalculia to a certain extent. And what I do yet, even though I have dyscalculia, is I count a lot. So I'm drinking water and I'm like counting how many sips I'm taking. I am mopping, and so when I'm rinsing my mop, I'm counting, and it has to be specific numbers. And this is how I got diagnosed with OCD, by the way, because these were like my obsessive compulsions. They would be very specific numbers. They would be um, very specific sequences sometimes, and um, when I'm not. On my Ritalin, so now when I haven't got haven't taken it, I can feel like that that need to stim that way is turned down a bit. But when I'm on my Ritalin and I'm going about my chores and then I'm just counting nonstop, like I'm washing the dishes, how many times my sponge goes around the plate? <sighs> yeah, um, gosh, so weird, I know, but it's just you and me. So <laughs>、um, another time that it does not work, like I said, near my monthly cycle, I've already mentioned that, and it. The last thing I feel that it does not help with is my sensory issues, which sensory issues they are not part of the diagnostic criteria for ADHD, officially. Even though I know people with ADHD also report sensory issues, but again, there's so much overlap between the two, and apparently it's common that if you have one, you'll have the other. There's like all these numbers and statistics associated with that. That's not what I'm gonna go into on this episode, but. At least when I'm on Ritalin, I don't feel like oh gosh, like if it's a hot day, a bright day, I'm not gonna feel like okay, I can tolerate today a lot better. It still feels hot and it still it still feels bright, like no change there. So that is something that I wish it would help with. I wish something in my brain would work out such that I would just feel a lot less stimulated by my environment, by the sensory stimulus in my environment. But it doesn't work that way.、Um, so yeah. Those are the that's the bunch of stuff that I feel Ritalin helps me and doesn't help me with, and I wanted to、uh, put this out here because it's quite recent that I've increased my dose, and so I've been really vigilant for my own safety and well being. You know, when I go back to see my my psychiatrist for a consult, I want to accurately report. You know, like the changes, the differences, and stuff like that. I want to be proactive in my treatment,、uh, so I've really been proactive about keeping track. And I was like, hey, you know what? I'm gonna put it on a podcast episode because I don't know if anyone is wondering if what they're going through is normal, and then maybe quote unquote normal because what is normal? But you know. You're wondering, like, okay, this specific thing. I don't know if anyone else feels that. Maybe you can't find it online. Maybe you happen to find it here. Cool. I'm one other person who feels that way.、Um, maybe it's that you are self-diagnosed or self-identified, and you're not sure if you want to go get a diagnosis because I know that you need a diagnosis to get access to、uh, ADHD medication. I think that across the board is quite standard, even though, like I said, in Certain places like Singapore, maybe a controlled drug,、um, and you're wondering if it's worth it, and you're not sure. The truth is, honestly, you won't know until you try. 
Um, so that's I'm not saying that you know like yes do it or don't do it, but I'm just sharing like what the benefits for me are that really surprised me because I mean I've gone through thirty plus years of my life not realizing that I could actually feel a different way and I could have a better quality of life. Um, but yeah, so like if that's something you're considering or. If you were just curious, if this was just one of those rabbit holes that your brain was like, I'm gonna fall down this rabbit hole today. Well then, congratulations. Thanks for coming on. We've made it almost to the end of the rabbit hole and thank you for coming down this rabbit hole with me. Um, so yeah, I, I hope that this helps you in some way, shape or form. Uh, I did, I hope it you know, like I didn't throw too many facts out there. If it did, go ahead and go back and listen to it. Pause it. I hope you paused it as and when you need it. Because I know I did do a bunch of research, partly because I'm interested and partly because I also wanted to make sure I got my facts right. Um, so I hope this was useful to you somehow. I am going to sign off. It is, yeah, it is time that I... Hmm, what was I supposed to do? Gosh, okay, again, clearly I have not taken my Ritalin. Um, but yeah, anyway, I'm gonna sign off. Okay, you take care. I hope you stay safe wherever you are. And all the best on your journey to whatever it is that you are searching for on this neurodivergent journey. My name is Lauren and um, everyone take care and bye bye.